Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to episode two of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. Um, we're back again, the four of us. We're all really excited for this one. We're also a little nervous for this one. Um, <laughs> just a warning right out of the gate, this one is probably going to be uh, pretty dark. Um, dark and we all really know where we're going to go. Controversial as well, for sure. Um, um. We've got got the four of us here we actually last episode we didn't introduce ourselves and i think that might be a good idea for everybody to kind of learn who we are um i'm tyler uh i'm the loud obnoxious one of the bunch um i'm the one that you'll get to know really quickly as i like to talk a lot so anyway uh christian you want to go next introduce yourself and tell something about yourself Oh, yeah. Um, on the spot here, right out the gate. Uh, so I'm Christian. Um, I might not talk a lot. When I do, I go on for a long time. So that's how you'll know me. CJ? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm CJ, and I, I say um a lot and <laughs> don't always get my sentences out very quickly. So, Tristan? Uh, I'm Tristan or Pickles. Uh, you'll probably hear me be referred to as either one during the, the lifetime of this. You are pickles, that's for sure. All right, boys. Um, like I said, I'm I don't I don't know a whole lot about today's subject, so I'm probably gonna sit the sidelines and just kind of put my feedback in. So I'm actually gonna turn it over to you all, and let's hear what you all got to say today. It's it's a it's a dark <laughs> dark world we live in, ain't it? <laughs> I guess we can just Very start dark. off right now. And get the seriousness out of the way, and you know, uh, you know, the whole hashtag save our children. Uh, you know, this this isn't just a conspiracy theory. There's real stuff that's going on right now, and this shouldn't be looked over as just all fake. I mean, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that's probably pretty far fetched. You know, it's probably not real. It might be just coincidental, but there's there's some stuff that's really happening in this world right now, and it's it's not it's not good stuff. So. Just you know, keep that in mind that it's not not all real, but it's not uh, it's not all just conspiracy theories. You know, they they created that term for a specific reason, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't just because people are lunatics. It was to cover some stuff up. But you know, definitely so, to, to write people off. Yes. So I mean, if we want to just right out the gate, if we want to talk about. Uh, Kind of Maybe the I mean, of I, all this. So basically, yeah. um, I think everybody's kind of understanding where we're coming from. We're jumping pretty much into the the deep dive of the whole Epstein thing. A lot of this really came to life whenever Epstein was arrested and air quotes uh, committed suicide in his prison cell. But I feel like a lot of people that aren't really conspiracy theorists ask questions about that kind of subject. A lot of people don't feel like that that suicide is, is what happened there. Um, I mean, it's so blatant. I mean, it's it's yeah, that's kind of suspicious, you know. It, the cameras were suspiciously shut off. He was on suicide watch, and suddenly he was taken off a of suicide watch, literally. Yeah. Yeah, he was on Suicide hours. Watch, which if you don't know what Suicide Watch is, 
Uh, we have that in the military sometimes. It means that you get watched 24-7 by somebody. You're, anything you could take, I, you, you lose everything that you could possibly use to kill yourself, right? So, like, yeah. with the military, they take your shoestrings, they take your boot bootlaces, you know, just anything all of sharp. it. You don't get your belt. You, I mean, you lose. It's strict. This isn't, I mean, it's not just lottie dotty nothing, you know? I mean, it's something serious. And then the guards, the two guards that were there just both happened to uh, fall asleep, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, they looked the other way happened. somehow. They looked oh. the other way. They weren't paying attention. Something. Some they weren't. They weren't. They weren't uh, regular guards, right? Yeah. They were new. I don't think they. I don't think they'd been. Yeah, there and for this, very they long. they did say they both fell asleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think everybody can agree that there's just a fishy thing that go that is and, surrounding that whole ordeal. And it's one of the. It was one of the toughest prisons, right? Like the. Someone had been there. Was it El Chapo? Couldn't escape it, and that's not right. Something like that. But it was it was something. I believe El Chapo was there too. Yes, it was something along that lines. Where it's like this is such a high security prison, and for the fact that this to happen is just it's like a slap in the face. Like they they really tried to pull this over, and somehow they've done it. I mean, there's a lot of people. El Chapo was there. Yeah. A lot of people question it, but that's it. I mean, we get we get questions. But yeah, so no one really knew who Jeffrey Epstein was before all of this went down, and since then, the whole uh, child trafficking, pedophilia topic has been brought up a lot in in conversation. Um, we'll go I mean, you over a bunch of different stuff today. If you get on Facebook right now, I think I think they just reached like two million people that have used the hashtag Save Our Children. Yeah, but I mean, so. this it's this is different than a lot of other things. Like I think everybody kind of knew that that pedophilia happens, um, child trafficking happens. It is they a real thing, realize. but it just wasn't put on such a big stage because since Ep you know, Epstein's death and since his flight logs. And all that stuff have come out. It's a lot of whole high-profile people that are that have been involved with him. And I'm not saying that every one of those people are involved in some sort of pedophilia, but it's just strange the amount of people that he was linked to. I mean, there's definitely a couple of them that you can't even say they weren't involved, like Prince Andrew, for instance. Yeah, I mean. That or, guy was one hundred percent, or, or Bill Clinton. Even I mean, yeah. realistically, you're gonna tell you're gonna tell me he flew on there twenty some odd times, and you know he never he never done nothing with no children or underage girls or any of their the sex workers or anything that was happening over that island. I mean, it's just there's also just it's too hard many to pictures believe. out there like. He has a picture of Bill Clinton, in, uh, a painting of Bill Clinton in a dress. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there was a picture I saw the other day that uh, one of the one of Epstein's victims that was in the documentary, I guess, that was released about him on Netflix. But there's a picture of her rubbing Bill Clinton's shoulders while they're waiting in the airport to get on Epstein's uh, plane. Yeah, so, so I mean, that's Virginia like, Goofrey. It, yeah, it's open. Yeah. It's common knowledge that those two were very close. 
and mm-hmm. very involved. Which even with like Prince Andrew, uh, like Trump called him out at in like 2015. He was talking about I think they had mentioned something about Epstein or something, and and he was like Prince Andrew knows about that before before the flight law before anything was come out right so this is i mean there there's obviously some crazy stuff going on there it's not just not just all conspiracy theories some of it could be conspiracy facts maybe right definitely but there's definitely a lot there's a lot that's came to light recently i mean every day it seems like there's something new um with the whole realm of this, you know, and not necessarily new, but newly surfaced. Um, some some new story gets leaked, some new, you know, conspiracy gets brought up. Um, and, and it really there's a real wide berth of where all this is at. I mean, we're talking about multiple different angles of this um, from a local level all the way to a elite Hollywood high political level, you know. Yeah, you know, your Uncle Jim Bob down the road, he's he could be diddling kids, but then at the same time you got some big triple A Hollywood actor that's also paying lots of money to go somewhere to get his fix too. And I don't it's it's a wild time we're living in and all this stuff coming out coming to light. But a lot of this stems from um we talked about Epstein. That's kind of what brought it to light. Well, I think but so. I'll, I'll say something about Q Anon too, um, which is was like a uh, 4chan thing. It, an yeah. anonymous. It was an anonymous post put on someone, put on the internet by someone named Q who took the screen name Q, and that is basically a lot where a lot of this stemmed from. Is this person got on the internet? And they posted, it's, I guess, a, a, a list, kind of, of different people who are involved in uh, a child trafficking ring. But be- Which I think, between I think a lot of... And then there's, on top of that, there's the Pizzagate conspiracy. Which have both been, we should, I mean, I think we should address this too. Both of these have been, quote-unquote... Uh, Pizzagate, for sure, has been, quote-unquote, debunked and labeled as an alt-right conspiracy theory, right? And, you know, I don't want us to – I don't want to be accused of being associated with the alt-right or the alt-left. You know, this is nothing uh, – this is not political in any – put on anything that they want to make fake. Yeah. But Pizzagate evolved into uh, – it evolved into, like, a pedogate, into, like, the, the satanic pedo, like, elites. You know, they would they would sacrifice – children or yeah some of them are eating children they say or you oh, know we'll like the yeah i know this but is anyways, something for those about, of you who but... don't know um john podesta was hillary clinton's uh, campaign manager when she ran for the election in november two thousand in 2016 against trump and during that email leak that happened um that everybody knows about that Hillary is, I think, currently still under investigation for. Right. Anyways, um, all these emails got leaked, and in those emails was supposedly 
uh, things using uh, code words um, for pizza. So, like, they would say they were ordering pizza. They were getting a pepperoni well, pizza they... or a cheese pizza or stuff like that. That was basically them using a code speak to order children um, off the internet. Well, they said they referred to uh, pizza or pizza-like uh, topics thousands of times in these. Like, it was alarming amount of times. Like, yeah, it's like no one orders pizza that much. Like, No, you don't just... <laughs> well, maybe me. But not even... No, not even you. I mean... <laughs> you would... It's a lot of pizza. But then, I mean, they even... They even targeted that towards, like, the, the Comet Ping Pong pizzeria right where they said that was their meeting area and in the basement they would talk about how they had a that's where they'd done some satanic sacrificial stuff and which you know that one that one's been debunked too i guess because of the the comet ping pong doesn't actually have a basement level it is one from i guess what they've went and looked at and everything it is it is one solid singular level supposedly yes yeah i don't believe anything that's put out there but i can can i say something could could they not have like uh seriously like filled the basement in or something or the well i mean the... it could be something some hidden thing right like how in michael jackson's uh in on his farm uh so wonderland wonder yeah. whatever yeah, neverland. his neverland, neverland there you go you know, there's all sorts of secret tunnels and stuff like that. And if you were to go in, you know, you probably wouldn't probably wouldn't suspect so much stuff like that until you started really digging for it. So I mean, so are we are we talking like underground railroad, like hidden tunnels? Well, it's also the fact that yeah. like um, y'all know what a speakeasy is, right? Yeah. So in in the 1920s, uh, America went into a prohibition where alcohol was illegal, but people still opened secret bars um usually in the basement or in the back of other businesses to still sell alcohol those things still exist today you can go all over the country and go to actual speakeasies that are still operating today mm -hmm. it's it's legal now and you can legally have that business but that's how they operate as a, as a speakeasy that opened up in the 20s it could be just something as simple as that, that it's something that's not in the actual architectural records of the building because the building – because when that speakeasy or when that secret tunnel or basement or whatever was built, it was illegal. So – You know, something that I had brought to light to me the other day that I had like no clue about, and this is – we're talking about secret tunnels and – but – I guess in Ozark or around Ozark, there's actually like underground highways that no one knows exactly what they're there for um, or being used for. And I mean, I, I, I just, I just wonder if this isn't bigger than um, than we really, we really know. I, I, I just really wonder if, if the trafficking, uh, which we know is serious, because I mean, it's obviously you know a major issue with not just children but also women women in general i mean hu just human trafficking and at in general's serious but i just wonder if if there's if they're not just hiding it hiding it under our 
in plain sight, really, is what I worry about. Oh, I guarantee. So, are you referring to um, when you're talking about these underground railroads and underground um, or underground roads that you were talking to? Up, now, there's Subtropolis up around Kansas City, and there's also one in Missouri. They're like dug into the limestone, limestone caves. Is that what you're well, referring to? I'm, I'd have to. I'd have to. I, someone was telling me about it the other day, and I'd have to look it up. Uh, give me just a minute here, and let me see if I can find it. But basically, what it was is it was like actual cut out roads that that tunnel underneath the ground and and drive underneath the ground um you know and i mean uh, there was a video i'll have to find i i mean i i can't really link a video in the in the you know mm -hmm. but there there's a video um of them actually driving through it and i just you know i i just wonder what they're using them for more than anything like i mean i'm not saying that they're using these roads to traffic people but it just makes me wonder if that isn't a way of, you know, because when someone goes missing, they're gone. And what would be a good way to, to get people um, from one place to another without them being seen is to take underground roads that are there that no one knows about. You know what I mean? And it just, I don't know. It just kind of, it's just something that whenever I heard about the underground roads, I was just kind of like, well, you know, I mean, they're there for a reason. And I mean, they're obviously they're obviously spending, I mean, quite a bit of money because it is not easy to build a road through or underneath the ground. So, I mean, it's it's obviously um, something. And I mean, if 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 they are for selling people for thousands upon thousands of dollars, then I mean that they could easily fund this kind of stuff. And I mean, it's really sick if you get to thinking deep into it you know that in in a way i mean it, it's slavery 2.0 is what it is and it's it's really really messed up you mentioned um stuff going on right under your nose so i want to give you kind of a uh scenario that's going to open your eyes a little bit more um how many times You've flown quite a bit, right, Tyler? You've flown at least I, a no, few I've, times, right? I've flown a, I've fl I have actually flown once. I've flown from St. Louis to Sacramento, okay. but I had a layover, so I've flown twice technically. Okay, so while you're in that <laughs> airport and you see these families walking around, did you go up to anybody and ask them if that was their kid and to show proof if that was their child? Nope. Exactly. No one does. Like, no one does. You're not going to walk up to a man and a woman that have two children and say, are you sure those are your kids? Let me see their IDs. Not even airport security is right. doing that. If you go through airport security, you walk right through with your kid. They don't ask to see any proof of the kid's birth certificate or anything like that. Or at least I've never seen that happen before. So that's just an example of how under your nose this stuff can be. They can literally sure. show up with a kid that's not theirs and i mean if this kid's scared or manipulated somehow into not saying anything then they're gonna put that kid on a plane they're gonna fly him across the country they're gonna stuff him in a van and they're gonna send him somewhere else and it's gone they're, gone. And they're never gonna be seen again exactly yeah, yeah. It's, you know it's, it's that easy to be able to 
that's the thing is people think that like if someone goes missing you've got like an hour two hours tops to track them down or else they can be on the other side of the country before you know it the, the, I mean, with the way the technology that we have today and all that stuff it is so easy to move somebody so quickly but i was, I was just that's the thing that by the of kind of under the by the time you figure out that they're they're missing like it's it's usually too late like it when it becomes suspicious they've been gone for a while usually like they've got a huge head start like they're gone they're going they're getting well, I've, I've seen, like, montage videos of people that, I mean, they will literally walk up to a child right in front of the parent, grab them, and take off. And, mm -hmm. I mean, the balls that these people have to just go up, and, and I mean, it, it, they, don't, they don't care. They don't give too, too – I mean, yeah, they don't care at all to go up in front of the parent, pick up a child <laughs> – and stuff them in a vehicle and take off. I mean, and I, I have seen in some of the videos that, I mean, the parents, of course, fight back. But a lot of the times, it's a mother with a with a small child. And the mother, I mean, you know, most women are not going to overpower a man in this type of a situation. And, it, and it's really it's really sad because the mother literally is watching their child be taken away. And that's probably the last time that she's ever going to see them. And um, it just... I don't know. It's it's a horrible thing. It's also the fact that like um, if there was, I've seen a video <laughs> of this too. Um, a man, they, it was an actor. Uh, a man walks down the street with a child, and the child's yelling, "You're not my dad. You're not my dad. Help! This isn't my dad." And he walks. He does this in front of like crowds of people, and no one does anything. It takes him like six or seven times before they finally get someone to react. And it was like an experiment, a social experiment they were doing. But that's just an example of like, it's also the just the fact that no one really is willing to help. No one believes well, a kid. Yeah, that's called bystander effect. Yeah. What that's called. It's like just like a psychological thing that whenever you see something happening, if it's not a direct effect to you, you're. You don't have, you know, your fight or flight doesn't kick in. Things like that don't kick in. So there's really no incentive for you to do anything. Which a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to take responsibility for this because somebody else will do it. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not going to put myself in harm's way because somebody's going to take care of this. And then that usually that somebody never, never appears. Yeah. Well, Anyways, I um, so... We're kind of getting a little uh, weird here. I'm going to bring it back to the conspiracy side of stuff and bring up the Wayfair. <laughs> to the weirder side? Yeah, I like to talk about <laughs> weird shit. So um, <laughs> the Wayfair thing, I think everybody kind of knows what that mm. was. That was real popular on Facebook. Yeah, everybody. that one's oh, still yeah. – if you go on like Wayfair's Facebook advertisements or anything, there's still people commenting like well, bringing it up. I, like. I just the since we decided this was going to be the topic for this week, I I did do a little research on it, and that gives me chills. Um, so every, and then on top of that, I talk about it. Within forty eight hours of this coming to light, the CEO of Wayfair steps down. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's. Hmm. You can't make this stuff up. Like you can't. I mean, you can, but it's well, this stuff writes itself. Here's here's my thing. Like, 
like I understand Wayfair furniture and everything that they sell is expensive. Okay, I get that. I get that part of it. But whenever you purposely name a piece of furniture after a missing girl, and then I and right there for in in plain sight for everybody. Here we are, plain sight again for everybody to see. Like it's 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 seriously. For lack of a better term, and I'm I'm sorry, but it's seriously fucked up that people are that sick that they could that they could do that to not only the person that that they're naming a a fucking cabinet after, but the family of the people. You know, because because you now know that everybody that has somebody missing in their family has gone to Wayfair's website. To see if there's a cabinet named after their fucking missing daughter. And to me, that is the most gut-wrenching, horrible thing that anybody could have to go through. And and there's nothing that they can do about it. What are they going to do? Spend $60,000 to buy their daughter back? Because, you know, everybody has $60,000 sitting in their in their back seat. It's just I, – I just don't get it. I don't understand how this world has gotten – to this point that people are this sick that they can do this and that's the thing you- like with with the investigations on it right so if you think about like the facebook independent fact checkers right wafer said no this isn't true so they're like ah this is false this we fact check this mm-hmm. and this isn't true wayfair said themselves we take them for their word that they're not selling children in these cabinets well that's um there's two different like theories behind this whole wayfair thing one is that wayfair was actually the one selling the kids so like you would order this cabinet or desk or whatever for 10 grand off of their website and they would ship it to you and you would open the box and inside the box to be a kid the other theory is that they were just a third party um kind of the middleman. Yeah, they were they were the one that took the check basically, so. And I think would, I think that's the more logical. Yeah, thing, that's too. The, definitely the more logical thing because I mean you're shipping a kid in the mail is a little far fetched, maybe. I mean because even a lot of if, if I go on Wayfair right now, a lot of the stuff on Wayfair is fulfilled by another company, right? And, so and like, what, I don't think that they're uh, actually shipping the children. I think that they are. The way to make the actual purchase to buy the child. I don't think that Wayfair is actually shipping a child in a freaking cabinet. But I mean, no, I you're think not actually gonna. You're not actually gonna get the cabinet. You're just gonna get the child. <laughs> there's gotta. There's gotta be like a I secret. A too, secret. I, I'm. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that there's some sort of secret club that you have to join to be able to actually. You know, I'm gonna say it's not that hard. Probably get on the dark web and find it really easily. But I'm just meaning there's it, it's just got to it's the way that the transactions are being done. It's clean no. money. I mean, you know, right. there's no way to actually track that hey, I bought a child with this. No, I bought a cabinet with this. Here's the website, here's my receipt. Like, I, exactly. I did it's, it. it's it's called money laundering. Well, it's like it's, certain people that sell drugs, right? So they make they make paintings, right? So you see these paintings that are just ridiculous, right? They People buy these things for millions of dollars, right? And it's just some dude slapped a brush against a canvas real quick, right? Uh-huh. Maybe some people are paying millions of dollars for that that yellow paint down the white the white canvas, or maybe maybe you're buying painting and 
along with that painting, you get some drugs or you get a child or, you know, something like that. It's a way to buy this person, but to have a paper trail that leads you to being, you, did, you didn't do anything illegal, really. I mean, you bought a painting or you bought a desk or you bought a cabinet. It's okay. So let me let me jump in here for a second. Okay, so I'm on Wayfair right now, and I'm looking at area rugs. Okay. Okay. And I mean, there's an endless amount of area rugs that are above twenty thousand dollars. Like I'm looking at an area rug right now for three hundred and nine. Yeah, three hundred nine thousand dollars, and it's on sale from seven hundred twenty thousand dollars. But the interesting part about this. Yeah, but the real interesting part about this is it's not sold by Wayfair. It's sold by Paris Argard. It's sold by Bacara Rug Company. You know, Wayfair is just a 3PL that is taking the funds and distributing. No, They're not the, actually a, selling a, a web of shell companies behind this. That money gets funneled through so many different fake bank accounts and yeah. probably 10 different countries. Before it finally yep. reaches its destination. Yep. And, you know, and here's another thing to think of. You know, here in the U.S., I like to think, you know, especially in the U.S. and in Europe, we're very security conscious. I mean, the wars of the past two decades have made us extremely security conscious, right? So, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, more aware, right? Could you imagine okay. how prevalent this is? If I go to Bangladesh, or if I go to, you know, anywhere in yeah Nigeria, or yeah anywhere that people are, or even in the Caribbean, like if I go to Haiti, right? If I go to Haiti, I think CJ has a story of almost getting trafficked in Jamaica. Oh yeah, actually I do. I mean, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, dude. I forgot about that. I blocked that out hard. Like, so you want me? I'll just go ahead and tell this, right? Yeah, go. So, yeah, yeah, go tell the story. Let's this. hear it. What's up? Last February, so February of 2019, we went on a cruise, and we get down to the to Falmouth, Jamaica, and we get out there, and we meet this guy, and I think his name. I think his name was Tony. He said, "I, I don't. He, I don't know his government name. He wouldn't. He said. He said his government <laughs> name, but he's he's Tony, right? And we just had to follow him. And he, you know, he'd take us to the best spots. We he'd take us to a place where we could just chill out and just drink at this bar, right? So we get to walking, and you know, all the all the girls that were with us were kind of they were getting a little suspicious, but you know." Me and me and my buddy are just we don't say nothing wrong, right? We're we're not worried about this. This dude ain't gonna take us, no biggie, right? Yeah, I, who's gonna kidnap? Who's gonna who's gonna sex traffic me? You know. So we're walking. Yeah. So we're walking, right? And there's just people that are just haggling, right? I mean, they're coming up and they're trying to grab money out of our hands. And Tony is just like, "Hey, no, they're mine." And these people would back off. So he's, you know, he's he's like. He's guarding us. We're like, wow, you know, Tony's Tony's a good man. He's keeping all these these street hagglers away from us, you know, all this stuff. And as we're walking, people would come out of the alleys and they'd start like looking at, you know, they just all watch as you're walking by. And 
he said it was just gonna it was just right down the road and we've been walking for 15 minutes at this point and so the girls are getting real real scared and it's it's getting a little more suspicious for us we're like man you know, maybe we should maybe we should turn around and he's like no man it's just right up here it's just right up here and he goes to turn us down an alleyway and so that's where we're finally just like no 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 we're this isn't it man this 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 is wrong so we turn around and leave and i mean if we were getting trafficked who knows i mean he might have he might have had some people down there ready to go to take care of the guys and run off with the women maybe not maybe the bar was just right down the road uh it just seemed a little too suspicious at that point like I mean, all the women had gut feelings, which we should have listened to at the spot. At that, once they started feeling uncomfortable, we should have, we should have backed off. But you know, we're the we're the quote unquote men. You know, we're gonna protect them. They ain't gonna take. There's nothing gonna happen, man. There's there's three of us, or there's four of us actually. There's four dudes, and this one guy, Tony. He, you know, he ain't taking us. Yeah, but, but realistically, an like of like how easily shit can go sideways. I mean, I went to basic uh, with a guy that was from Jamaica. He'd lived there his whole life. And man, the stories that I've heard that come out of that place is wild. I mean, that place is the wild west. But oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a it is a whole different world down there. You literally went like on the cruise. You get off the boat, and they have this little area that's it's a gated in area where they let people come in and they sell you stuff. When you go outside that gate, they say we cannot, we we do not protect you at this point. And then this guy, this Tony, he was trying to explain to us how he he was hired by the government, you know, to make sure we get to these places safely and to take us in tour. You didn't find that suspicious. <laughs> well, so. Here's yeah. Well, shortly thereafter, I didn't think it was suspicious until he started bad mouthing his government and talking about how the government doesn't care about him. And then I was like, if he's working for the government, why does he hate the government? I work for the government. I'm not a big fan of the government either. Out there. <laughs> well, you know, but he's like he's <laughs> he's just got a contractor job. He don't have he didn't have to sign a six year contract. You know he. He comes to work every day, just takes tourists where they need to go, right? But he he hates the government, like, with a passion. Yeah. But anyways, I, like I said, I like to get into kind of the more weird conspiracy side of things. And Tyler, you mentioned um, a club earlier, so I'll just kind of jump into that. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Bohemian Grove. But Bohemian Grove is a 2,700-acre campground in uh, California that's owned by a club known as the Bohemian Club. Uh, 2,700 acres is a lot of land to do some a weird, freaky shit on. Especially in California. Yeah, in California, where land's expensive. But no one really knows who the Bohemian Club is. Um, who all of its members are, how many members there are. Illuminati, probably. But it is known that it there is some very high-profile people um, in the Bohemian Club. For example, in 1967, you can see, you can pull up a picture of this, actually. It's on Wikipedia. 
In summer 1967, an owl's nest camp, which is in Bohemian Grove, around a table sits Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon, just to name two, for example. There's a couple of other guys here. I don't know exactly who those dudes are, but I'm guessing there's some pretty powerful people. But Reagan and Nixon, for example, were in the Bohemian Club. So, um, but if you Google a picture of the Bohemian Club, one of the first things that pops up is a giant owl with people in robes and torches standing around it. I don't know about y'all, but that's oh, a little I see that right here. me. That's like uh, with, you know, George W. Bush and his fraternity or whatever that was kind of oh the dead um... oh yeah i know what you're talking about i can't remember the name of it but yeah i i know what you're talking about which there wasn't there's some, there was some kind of there's there's pretty um, messed up stuff societies that... secret societies surround our government and our presidency uh i mean the freemasons like the, for example the Freemason, like one of the yes. oldest known skull and bones skull and bones is what yeah. george w's was called and, but like their initiation process, there was some, there was something that was kind of suspect about that, wasn't there? Oh yeah, yeah, it was very, well, it was very Masonic. So, um, like when you join the Freemasons, you they have to like take a saber and put it across your chest. There's all kinds of weird things that go into that. But the skull and bones one was kind of sexual. Um, yeah, like they like. I don't. I don't want to misphrase, but I want to say they like actually finished on you. Was like the thing. It's something like that. It was. Good I mean, God. it was definitely something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's seriously what it is. Like, uh, I'm well, looking it like, up now. You guys I've, can talk. I've about always, and, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm, but I always thought the skull and bones and and all that like was actually like linked to the Illuminati. Like, I thought that that was they, all... That's Supposedly it all is. Like, supposedly even the Freemasons are linked somehow. Are all, yeah, exactly. Like, kind of an off-branch of it or a way of, yeah. Yeah, somehow it's all and linked it, to the Illuminati and the, uh, uh, what's those dudes' names? The rich family. I forget. The Rothschilds. Uh, Rothschilds, yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, that's, that's kind thing. of a different subject. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll stick to this Bohemian Grove thing because it's actually, like, supposedly linked to this child trafficking thing. And what this is, is a, uh, this is all theory and whatnot, whatever, however you want to put it, whatever makes you feel better. But, um, anyways, I'm just going to call it like it is and call it how I see it, and I don't really care if it hurts someone's feelings. But Bohemian Grove is a Satanist meeting ground a satanist ritual ground where they do conduct rituals on children um they do a thing with a, a a harvesting of sorts of a drug is what i'll call it called adrenochrome and adrenochrome is brought up in a couple of different books for example in the 1962 novel a clockwork orange and uh, in the 1971 book, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, um, adrenochrome is, is brought up and talked about. But adrenochrome is a substance that's harvested from the adrenal, gl adrenal glands in the human brain. 
it, you can't harvest it from a dead subject and you can't harvest it from someone who is calm so basically what you have to do which I believe that they do at this Bohemian Grove site and also what I believe they did on Epstein's Island they'd bring in these children they would molest them torture them perform rituals on them and experiment on them to raise their adrenaline so their brain would produce this adrenochrome and then they would harvest it from them and that is how the Hollywood elite and the government elite Democratic Republican all of them that's how they Get stay high. young and stay going basically well that's why they say that's the only reason that Joe Biden is alive right now is because of adrenochrome that's why he's deteriorating right yeah, he can't get no more adrenochrome. Yeah, he's locked in his basement. And so are, we talking like, are we talking like vampirism in like a sick, weird way? Almost, basically. But it's, almost, they, say, yeah. they say it's almost, it is It is like a hundred times more concentrated than like a like dopamine. Mm -hmm. They say it's, it's a high, allegedly, it is a high that is ear surpassable. Like you cannot, that's it. That's the only way to ever get that high is through that i mean you know that adrenaline feeling right tyler you know that like yeah i know that fighter that fight or flight thing that heart mm -hmm. pumping that like your hair raises up on the back of your neck i mean your body that's, just that's dumps all it, of I your mean, adrenaline it's just like yeah just dopamine rush the to hardest your brain and the purest thing that you can get supposedly um, and that's why well, i mean it, it would be like taking an adrenaline shot right i mean is that not the same thing yeah, but this is this is the real deal. That's, this isn't some yeah, this is more adrenaline like a purified, shot. This is okay. straight yeah. from it's a chemical compound that is harvested straight from an adrenal gland in a subject that is experiencing that peak adrenaline. Okay, like, now like I said, here's you my can't question. Get this from a calm Does, subject. So does this have to be children or is it just easier to obtain children it's, so that's why they use children? And it's easier to obtain children. It's easier to scare a child. It's easier to it bring is, a yeah. child to that peak of adrenaline. And it's like a like an ad adrenaline junkie, right? Those people that just like a daredevil that just just on to the next thing, like that dude that walked across the the volcano on a tightrope, right? So, he, so are we are we talking like actual? Are they sacrificing and killing these children, or are they just like they they would? These kill these kids would be they would be dead after this. Yeah, you would. Like this is a one-time thing. Would, what would happen is they would bring them in. This is getting graphic. Uh, I apologize if anybody um, is a little bit soft-hearted, but you'll they'll bring the child in. Um, they will conduct an an orgy of some sorts with the child, probably a, a oh, ritual dear, of some sorts. Um, and then that's when they'll go into legit, and this is torture too. This isn't just, this is legit torture. Pulling off fingernails, pulling teeth, scalping, um, flaying, the, the deepest, darkest, weirdest shit you can think of. This is what's going down, in my personal opinion. I think this is what's happening. Behind closed doors, this is what's happening. But, um... And that's how you'll get that subject to the peak of adrenaline. Then you will 
while they're still alive, you will drill into their head, into their brain, into those adrenal glands, and you'll use uh, syringes to pull out that chemical, and then you'll, um, there's probably some way of mixing it with some other compound or something like that to turn it into what you would actually inject into yourself or drink or whatever. Oh my god. Oh, it, I, and here's, here's another thing that I, I don't know if you all, but have you ever heard of CERN Switzerland? Um, there, it's, it's where the, there, they have some sort of a giant hydron collider or something there. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. They also perform what would almost be satanic rituals there. And, and I believe there's actually been like video, um, proof of them actually killing a person. Um, the, the thing is, though, is whenever it came out and they were saying that this video came out that, hey, you know, you just murdered somebody on – I mean, it was basically a snuff film is what it was. But I think that they came out and said that it was actually just acted out and it wasn't actually real. But, I mean, more than likely they're doing the same thing there then. I mean, this wasn't a child that, that was killed in the video, but, but still it sounds to me like they're doing this all over the – freaking world yeah i think that they are i think there is that this bohemian grove thing is just one example i mean think of how large the world is and think of how many just uh what's the word i'm looking for just it's just uh just different places there are that you can hide things and it just becomes well, a little bit easier to put into perspective of how deep this can go and how this can be happening all over the place well yeah especially if it's the elites because the elites have the money to be able to do this mm -hmm. i mean i'm you know they're they're going to be able to to own the property and the places to to hold rituals 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 where you can actually go and and kill people and never i mean no one will ever know i mean that that's the thing like and that's what that's what's so sick about this whole situation and the fact that they're using, you know, using children to get a high. And it sounds to me like they're not only using children to get a high, but they're using children to get off and then get a high. And that is, I mean, good God. like, Yeah, uh, it's, it's like a ritualistic Satanist kind of thing. And honestly the um everyone that's involved in the sexual part of this may not also be involved in the adrenochrome part and vice versa you may not be involved in the sexual part and you may just partake in the fountain of youth as it's sometimes referred to but it's just the fact that like um i don't know and it may not even be legit you know like Adrenochrome may like do that. absolutely nothing. You may just be injecting someone else's blood into you, which you're just going to get hepatitis probably. But <laughs> even if it's fake, even if it's not, it, it, it goes down to the part where it's ritualistic and the fact and that... And children are still dying. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. But... I'll, um, the child like, sex not, slaves 
I'm not very, like, religious in an aspect, I guess. And I don't want to really get into religion right now on here. But the Satanism thing is what pops up to me. Because cults are always like this. You know, cults always have that weird extra thing that they do yep. for I mean, a religious it, it, reason. And this is one of those weird religious things that they do. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, I, here's here's a subject I want to. I mean, I, we're we're on this topic of child trafficking and 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 pedophilia, and I I seen this thing the other day that I had not even known was a thing until I read it, and it still makes me sick just to even bring it up. But panda eyes. Yeah. Um, mm. I uh, I. I read an article the other day on that, and I'm and I'm getting a kind of emotional even talking about it because it makes me sick to my stomach. But I mean, so do you want to you want to explain what that is for someone that doesn't know, or do you want like where you want to? <laughs> yeah, I may not um, know what the panda eyes thing is. Bring that bring that to life. To so, CJ, I'll let you take this. So okay. no, I so, you go ahead, man. Okay. It's really, I'm so, sorry, but it's it's fucked up. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's this is bad. really messed up. It, it's it's essentially. It's when they force themselves on a kid, the amount of pressure and Oh, okay. Everything. I got it. Yeah. 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 Where Don't it, say anything else. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, and I'm just going to dumb it down right here, is that the, it forces the, like, the blood capillaries and everything around the eyes to bust and basically gives them two black eyes or they look like a panda after something. But but and then you have someone like in, and then you have Go people ahead. like Lady Gaga, right, who is running around mm -hmm. with all black makeup around her eyes, and has been documented taking part in these quote unquote uh, reenactment rituals, right? They're fake. This is fake food, and they're eating food, and she, that's designed to look like a human being or a child or something. Well, and who was it that was that was doing the uh, the hashtag come panda? Uh, there was there was some guy. I, it was in part of that article. That, like I said, I've not done my whole research on everything. Like I probably should have, but um, there there was a guy that actually he he kept tweeting out and using the hashtag C U M P A N D A, and it's. I mean, it's it's got to be related to to these panda eyes that they want to call it. I, Is it James I, Alephantis? Yes, I believe that was the name. Um, yeah, hold on, let me collaborated let me with... pull it up here. Yeah, it is. Um, yep, James Alephantis. Uh, Panhead magazine. Constantly using cum panda reference with numerous panda photos. As, the, as a hashtag. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Hashtag yeah, cum panda. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's just, here again, in plain sight, we are having people that influence every, our, our day-to-day lives, or a lot of people's day-to-day -day lives, are out there in plain sight using their... Yeah status in the government to make pedophilia be okay or 
or the norm. It's, whenever. It's, it's, so what about this new Netflix special? Oh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on that. And don't and, and, and here before before we even get started on it, I don't give a shit that they came out and apologized or not. They still did it. They knew what they were putting out there when they put it out there. And whether it's satire or not, like they're claiming I, it to be. Exactly. I don't care if anything is satire. Here's the thing. For the, for those of you that don't know, and I mean at this point I don't see how you couldn't, but earlier this week, I think it was Wednesday, um, I was scrolling through Facebook, and, and on a page I follow, someone had shared a, a post about a new Netflix special that is going to be called Cuties. And the show follows an 11-year-old girl who joins or, or aspires to be a twerking dancer. Okay, and I believe the description shows that or says that she is discovering her femininity at 11 <laughs> years old. Like who who at 11? And I and I understand. And this is I, I had a very interesting conversation with a coworker yesterday. Um, like in in this day and age, we are seeing children mature way faster than they did 10 years ago my brother is 11 years old and my brother is leaps and bounds more mature in some aspects of of life than i was at 11 years old and we're seeing girls and boys both they look more mature they talk more mature they they want to be more mature because I mean that's that's the way society is making them be, and and on top of that, they have social media and um, technology shoved well, in their face from a young age. So it's and making then there's them. These, there's these parents, right, that want to play dress up with their children. They want yeah. to they they put their their four year old little girl in a two piece bikini and they send them out on the beach when there's sexual predators. Sharing that same beach with them, and it, it's, to me, I don't, I don't know. It, I think the parents have some to be blaming on that too. Like it's not just the kids aren't just well, growing up faster. The parents are sexualizing their own kids, and they might not see it as something that's like, harmful or anything. But for instance, this cuties, okay, like throughout the the last. 10 years or so my sister watched a watched a show called dance moms okay it was on on a and e i believe and basically this show was girls going out and and joining a dance team which dancing is fine i'm fine with dancing you know i i'm fine with with girls starting and learning to dance at a young age i think it's good for their health i think that it's a good i mean it's a it it, it you know it's good for them mentally as well i think it's a way to express themselves at a young age but but there's difference between tap dancing or ballerinas or and and, and that's where, that's where i'm going with this even 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 on dance moms though some of the dances that they would do and I'm talking about 11, 12, 13-year-old girls. Not even 13. Like, none of these girls were even a teenager yet. And, you know, I, I don't want to, like, say a teenager and a, chi and a child are different because, I mean, they aren't. But it's just these are little, little girls that are out there on stage dancing and 
being contested and judged by their looks, by the way that they're, you know, and it's just, it's an other way of desensitizing people. Let's have a TV show where a bunch of moms get in an argument with the dance coach and let's make it entertaining. Let's, let's have fights and drama constantly, but in the background, let's have little girls that are dancing and to me, this cuties is it may be a satire, but it's still the same the same thing. Except now, a little girl's going to be on stage shaking her ass in front of your face, and it's going to be okay because Netflix is saying it's okay. And and Netflix is one of the most influential things in the entire world. Okay, more people watch Netflix than anything else, probably that there is and whenever it's on netflix it's going to get a humongous following it's going to be like okay is it a movie or tv show i i think it's a movie right it's an hour and 40 minute long movie so then we're going to get cuties 2 and then cuties 3 and then cuties 45 in 10 years and it's just going to be okay from here on out you know we had back in go ahead go ahead Back in our day, we had uh, what was it? Uh, the one with the cheer. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah, that. I mean, even then, but most of those actors and actresses were probably they were actually college. adults. They're college or or you know, and it's it's that was all right. But I just take it back to where I was. I this conversation with my coworker yesterday, like we we have gotten to the point that it is society is making children grow up faster because they have to grow up faster and whenever whenever we're making a child that's 13 year old 13 years old look like she's 25 it's it's making it to where it it's going to make people think that it's okay to talk about children i'm trying to dance because i don't want i'm trying not to (laughs) try not to dance because this is really messed up but like you know a hundred years ago a 14 year old girl was getting married and having children that was the norm a hundred years ago okay now it's not the norm if you're not 18 you're the lifespan a hundred years ago you weren't living to be as old. I mean, you, you're living to 40, you know, in your forties and you're like, oh, I've had a long, lovely life. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I, and I understand that. I understand that, but it, they were still children. Like, I mean, a 14 year old then, and, and that may also be, and, and, and it's something to, to look into for 14, a hundred years ago could also have been what 25 is now. And I, I'm just saying like it, the way the times are going and the way the times were, it's just I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say I'm, necessarily. Which I'm even hearing just on this topic, I've I've heard arguments that the only people that see a problem with these little girls twerking on this TV show are people that are actually pedophiles themselves. Like, you shouldn't have a problem with this unless you're sexualizing this child yourself. But we're but we're not the ones sexualizing them. They're being sexualized by the actions that they're being made to do on screen. Like yeah, but I'm their sorry, argument but... is, why are you finding that sexual at all? Unless wait a minute, 
it's you just, find yeah, these kids it's like, sexy. I, I mean, it's an argument that can go back and forth forever. And it's just as simple as this. It's desensitizing you to the fact that it's a child doing this thing, whatever it is. That way you don't continue to ask questions whenever you see it in real life. For example, well, when he... you see a child <laughs> in the airport with someone who might not be their parent, you don't ask a question because you're already desensitized to the subject. Well, or the here, college the professors that are in their teaching are trying to say like, hey, pedophilia is, is more like a sexual orientation and we should be allowing this, right? We should we should be promoting this. We should be becoming okay with it. And them trying to like pedophilia and pedophiles trying to work their way into like the the LGBTQ plus community, where they're trying to they're trying to force themselves into that. And we need to tolerate that. You should tolerate us because it's this is just a sexual orientation, and it's not we're not like, sick. Uh, Tom this Hanks is just new, how. Um nationality or whatever you want to call that greece after after uh, he yeah, becomes a greek citizen after uh, greece has tried to make pedophilia a disability yeah well like Which... like here third so so on the topic of children's on, on children and sex and and sex at a young age okay sex has started like I, seventh grade was whenever i can remember our like Oh my God, people are having sex. And that is still young. I mean, that's young. But I mean, it's just, in my eyes, it's getting younger and younger even. And, but, but here's the thing, like uh, we're, we're talking about desensitizing and making it be okay. It even goes back further than just today. Like I, I've read the book It by Stephen King. That book came out in 19, the late 1980s, I think probably like 86 or 87. And towards the end of the book, something happens, and spoiler alert for anybody that's not read it, but there's one girl that is involved with all of, with with a group of boys, and at the end of the book, every single boy basically run a train on the girl. And I mean, I, I don't know what what else to call it other than that, is they all have sex with her back to back to back to back. Okay, and, I was hoping you would explain what a train was. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they left that out of the movie, didn't they? <laughs> they they did, and that's the thing. Like that's that's what I that's where I'm going though. Like it's it's always been in our entertainment, okay? But and and I'm and I was really glad that they did not do that with the recent interpretation of the film because I remember when I read that part of the book, I was like, okay, Stephen. I, you've had me from the get-go of this book. I really thoroughly enjoyed it, but why did you have to put this part in? And and as still to this day, that is the one part of the book that really bothers me. And I and and whenever I tell people about, it, I'm like, listen, it's a fantastic book, but there's a part at the end that will seriously fuck with your mind because it's it's don't need to be in there. And and I mean, I get what he was doing when he put it in there. But it still, to me, is super sick. And whenever they said they were going to do a, a film adaptation of it, I know that they we had the one that came out in ninety in the ninety one or whatever, and it's horrible. But I was like, okay, how can we do an it movie and do it right, 
without the scene in it because that scene was I mean it was very important actually into the story and so I was seriously worried when I went in to watch part one not knowing that it was actually part one at the time but going into watching part one that we were going to have to see see that and because I mean in this day and age you don't know what people are going to put on in film or on television you know I mean it seems like now it's it's what do we want to do to one up last year's biggest movie what do we want to do to one up last year's biggest season of a tv show what can we do who can we kill off who can we rape in a show like I'll never forget in Game of Thrones the scene where Sansa Stark gets raped She's a child in in the in the story of the show. She is a child, and we just they they forced us to watch one of our characters that we have watched grow up from a child get raped on her wedding night. And to me, I mean, it's just stuff like that has slowly been being put into our media and into our um, daily lives to allow it to be okay. And I mean, it's it's not okay. And for people to to just think for yeah it's just entertainment no it's not entertainment because when it gets to a point that entertainment is controlling our lives to the point that it's basically helping us make our day-to-day life decisions because oh i'm going to go to work then what am i going to do i'm going to come home and binge watch this show that's having people get raped and murdered and you know and i'm i'm not saying that Entertainment is the only form of brainwashing because it's I, – I, I mean I'm an avid gamer, and I've always been irritated with people saying that violent video games turn people into murderers. I, I disagree with that. I think that the people that murder people already have a tendency to want to murder somebody. They already have something not completely jiving right upstairs. Yeah, so but basically whenever- – Basically, what you're saying is that, like, just because there is a rape or a child um, sex incident inside a book or movie or game or whatever, that's not going to turn somebody. That's not going to flip the switch in somebody's head. Well, I'm going to go do that now. Exactly. I think that they're already there. What I think that will do is for someone who is not already open to the idea that that kind of thing exists like um or who isn't really this i don't know what i'm trying to say here but anyways um what's that what that's gonna do it's gonna make it more normal it's gonna make it more normal to see so when you pass by it in your day-to-day life you don't recognize it you don't you do that bystander effect that cj mentioned i think or Christian, Christian. you do that bystander effect where you see something like that happening in your day-to-day real life and you just turn the switch off well that's the thing like they always say like don't scream rape you scream fire because nobody wants to see a rape but everybody wants to see a good bonfire (laughs) never heard that one before that yeah that's a good it's good accurate i have a couple quick things here um before Tyler, you, you talking about it reminded me. You know, I don't know if I can blame Stephen King because he was coked out of his mind the entire time he wrote it and Cujo. We don't remember writing either of them. He w- and, so, and, and, and they, they're masterpiece. I mean, he's a masterpiece. I enjoy Stephen King's work, and I'm not saying that. I, I, I don't want to say that 
I don't enjoy the work or that I didn't enjoy it as a book because it was a phenomenal story. It's just I almost feel like that part should have been left out because it is Oh, I completely is so, agree 100%. It's so dark. It's so dark and and just when you're reading that and these and I'm talking these are children of like 10 years old. It's just it's more than most people can handle. And I guess that's why a lot of people don't read Stephen King is because he goes mm. to the darkness all the time and I'm it, yeah. you know and it's anyway go so, ahead so no you're good you're good um I want to kind of pull us back towards steer the ship um back towards the kooky and the uh and the conspiracy um but maybe not so far far uh, strong who's familiar with Nexium? It's a cult. That sounds really familiar, right. but I don't know. Okay, yeah, so... Yeah, so it was founded by Keith Rainier, Um And it's slash cult slash pyramid scheme, okay? Now, this is just kind of feeding to the how in front of our eyes this really is. I mean, and the fact that people might think, oh, well, some elite cult that's sacrificing children is so far-fetched. Well, Nick, next time, I believe that's how you say it, next time, I've read about it a lot, but um, next time, Keith Rainier was um, him and Allison Mack. You guys know Allison Mack? Is it Allison Mack? Is who it is? She was on Smallville. Um, was she Lana? Yeah, Allison Mack, yeah. Allison Mack. So she was on Smallville. She was like uh, kind of doing a, a Maxwell thing. Lana Del Rey pops up. Every episode. Continuity. Yeah. Allison Mack was getting all these girls for Keith Rainier and um, turning them into sex slaves, essentially. And this was like a huge cult. I mean, there's like all kinds of famous people in this cult. And um, people were paying like fifty thousand dollars to like, it was like the multi-level thing, right? So they had to like buy their next level, you know. And they're paying like their life savings to um, to get this next level. But they actually ended up like charging and arresting Keith Rainier for um, trafficking, um, racketeering, as well as Allison Mack. But they were branding these women, like these women that were becoming. Keith Rainier's sex slaves, they were branding them with the Nexium logo um, with hot iron. So, I mean, this is like a proven cult based around sex that has been sought out, tried, and completely convicted in the United States with high-ranking, or not high-ranking, but high-affluence um, people in, in this cult. So, I mean, you can't say that this kind of stuff... You know, even the people that are completely blind to it that are sitting there saying, no, it doesn't exist. It's not real. I mean, here is proof that this is 100% something that occurs in the United States. So that she was basically the uh, Ghislaine, Ghislaine, her Maxwell of yeah. that cult. Okay. So for mm -hmm. those of yeah, you who ex don't know, exactly. uh, Ghislaine supposedly, which I mean, I'm not going to say supposedly because I think she freaking did it. But anyways, um, Ellen Powell, I think her name's Ellen Powell. Anyways, the former CEO of Reddit, 
um, <laughs> said that she 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 tweeted this um, that she overheard Ghislaine Maxwell at a Christmas party talking about how she would find girls for Epstein. And she, she says she remembers her specifically saying she found underage girls for Epstein. This was at a oh, Christmas Lord. party um, hosted by Kleiner Perkins, who was a venture capitalist that they, they both worked with and knew very well. So, I mean, I feel like CEO of Reddit um, tweeting about it is kind of a trustworthy thing, but whatever. Oh yeah, and have you seen the um, the Epstein documentary on Netflix? Uh, parts of it, yeah. I feel like it was. What's, really was biased, is it called so, Filthy so Rich? I, I didn't watch really like any of it. Well, I, I mean, it definitely did have some bias to it. Um, well, see, and definitely so like to point out a lot of. But I just want to put this out here real quick, just real quick, because this is something I was looking into too. That Epstein and Maxwell um, actually helped to finance and found the, uh, the Clinton Global Initiative. I didn't hear any of that. I'm going to be completely honest yeah. with you. So, so did, we can't hear you. That, the Epst that Epstein and Maxwell helped to find, or like found and finance the uh, Clinton Global Initiative whenever it Oh happened. yeah, they have so they have such deep ties to the Clintons, it's not even funny. Like it, okay, yeah. what what's Very a Clinton deep. Global Initiative? Like, is, are we... I mean, I'm I'm not knowledgeable on any of this, so explain to me what what is that. So that's like their foundation, right? The Clinton Foundation, if okay. I remember correctly. It's basically their uh, nonprofit organization that they use to swipe money off the top mm -hmm. to yep, keep the, uh, the... harvesting adrenochrome. <laughs> it's, it was yeah, it was, it was part of the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> Call them out! Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right into a oh. oh. Um. Dang. Back to let me let me run back where, to where I was for a second. Um, with in in that documentary, it it was talking about like the early the early years of Epstein, right? Um, and I mean it is undeniable that in the early mid nineties. I mean, Epstein was in Miami, and Ghislaine Maxwell was going out and recruiting girls for him from local high schools. Undeniable. I mean, they laid out every possible piece of evidence you could ever need that that's exactly the mar the scheme that they were using, that she was targeting these young girls and bringing them in. And I just, I don't know how anybody can, can look around and say, hey, no, this kind of stuff isn't happening. No, there's not these cults or whatever you want to call them. I just yeah, because there definitely is. I mean, um, definitely cults are a very well known thing. I'm sure we'll get into a couple of them eventually. But just to run through mm -hmm. a few, uh, the Branch Davidians in Waco, that was hands down definitely a cult. I don't care what anybody says. Um, there was some weird shit going on there. Uh, you know, John... I actually kind of like the Branch Davidians. We can we can argue that. <laughs> yeah, later. we'll get into it. If it's... <laughs> but anyways, uh, the Jonestown thing down in uh, what was that Papua New Guinea or whatever? Yeah. 
that that's that was that Kool Aid. Uh, yeah, yeah that's the Kool Aid one. Um, the Charles Manson. I mean, his his whole deal was a cult. Cult cults that was are a real. family. Yeah, <laughs> cult, cults are real. They do happen, and nine times out of ten, they're doing some weird stuff. So I don't think it, it it's just to write it off as a cult and be like, oh, cults aren't real. I think I feel like that's total bullshit. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate's another one like Jonestown, man. That one's crazy. Because uh, you can s- still see like the video footage of them after they all committed like group suicide. The v- the video footage of the coroner walking around in there. It's insane. Yeah. Um, the, and I think that that speaks to the mindset, really. I know that this kind of is different than like the whole sexual predator thing that we're, we're uh, theming this week. But I think that really speaks a lot to the mindset. You get this mob mentality um, where almost like once you're in it, you're in it, you know? Exactly. There's really no looking back. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you're not going to want to, everybody else commits suicide. I'm like, well, I guess I got to commit suicide too. So, I mean, everyone else is going to rape children. I'm going to do it too. I mean, is that what what we're saying? Well, yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, really. Well, think of it as a drug addiction. Most drug addictions will stem from peer pressure and your buddy conning you into it, and then you're hooked. And I'm not, don't get me wrong, I am not defending um, pedophilia. As and I'm not writing it off as an addiction or whatever, like an addiction to pills or something like that. But I definitely think there has been cases of people who have been warped into that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there's a study that's been done. I'm not going to cite this or anything like that because I just heard this off another random podcast because I'm a reliable source of information. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> so most child abusers and pedophiles had that thing happen to them. Yes. So it creates that environment of if you grew up in that kind of situation where you were molested as a child and then you get into that situation with, say, now you're a prominent businessman and you get invited to party on an island with Epstein and Bill Clinton and you show up and they're having their way with kids. And at first you think... She's 17. That's okay. Close enough. So you do it. And then the next time she's 14. It's close enough to 17. So you do it. And then she's 8. And then he is 8. And then next thing you know, it doesn't matter what it is. Because you're totally desensitized. And you're addicted to that kind of interaction let's even like that it's just it's just it's just getting it's a form of just getting off which is in form a a high which people the the that is what people are seeking whenever i mean i mean i i don't know how to say it without getting graphic but when you orgasm that's a high that people strive for i mean i i don't know 
control a- empowerment right? like, as well empowerment oh, yeah. like, over a child like you're you know that your your homie that's 23 and he's dating a 16 year old right <laughs> that's he, he's a pedophile i don't care what you say it's he's targeting he's a predator because he's going after someone that's younger than him yeah. he's grooming them because they they quote unquote listen better right because all the all the girls that are his age know he he ain't he ain't him. you know they there's something wrong with him right but yeah. this younger girl she don't know that and he can he can develop her to how he wants her to be he can make her do the things he wants to do and she'll listen because i'm older and you know i'm wise she thinks i'm wise mm-hmm. so it's you know it, it it comes into the a power play also you know on top of on top of wanting to get off it's also hey i want to i want to be the boss and you know, no one, no one else will fall for my tricks. So let's go for someone that's not quite as developed. And then you go younger, and then you go younger, and then you go younger, and it's just yeah. a cycle, I guess. And it 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 goes back to the whole um, nurtured thing as well. It happened to me, so why not? Why why are you special? Kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. I feel like that's yeah. where a lot of these. Uh, abusers get into is like for example you not let, let's leave out the sexual thing for a minute just abuse in general like my daddy beat mm. the shit out of me and i turned out okay i think so why can't i do the same to you and you'll be all right mm. and, and that's where it comes from i mean uh yeah so, this is did what you I get, was taught. Tristan, did you get everything out um, on the um, Bohemian Grove topic? Was that everything you wanted to cover on them? That's a really interesting. Pretty much, yeah. It's a Satanist. It's a Satanist thing that uh, they harvest adrenochrome from children after torturing them. That's about all I gotta say on it. Um, yeah, also, I, I, I think one really thing that I found very it, they probably ahead. summon demons and shit too. But you know, whatever. <laughs> That's for another week. You know, I was just I just stumbled across this um get some feedback. Um this Forbes article. Do tell it is a um well I'm getting some feedback. I just stumbled upon this Forbes article. I just stumbled upon it, yeah. So, okay, that's better. My feedback's gone. Sorry, guys. Um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't add some some back channel. I couldn't even think because it was coming across um, about it being founded in 1872, um, and, and that they performed rites called the cremation of care. Did you read anything about that, Tristan? No, I did not. So it was a it was a it was a ceremony that David Rockefeller actually um, performed. It was called the cremation of care. This is a Forbes article. Okay, this isn't like Huana News Network or something like that or Alex Jones. This is what everybody would deem a reputable source. But he's actually the one that. Um, started everything off for, for them. He was like the founder of um, the Bohemian Club itself. 
Yeah, that just goes uh, back to the rock. They're tied strong to, Rockefeller link yeah, there. They're, yeah. they're tied to the Rockefellers, tied to the Rothschilds, which if you don't know who those are, it's uh, the two most powerful families in the world, probably. And oh, yeah. that's also a subject for another time that we'll get into. Say, just count yourself lucky that you don't know about them and how yeah. not stressed your life probably is. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, there's ignorance. You know, like Alex Jones sitting there screaming. Ignorance is bliss. Turn the freaking frogs yeah. gay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's two more points I kind of wanted to cover. Um, I want to go back to the Stephen King thing that Tyler said. I kind of want to defend Stephen King for a minute and put out there that maybe him involving that into a book was his way of bringing it to light you know what i mean That's like awesome. for example like because in 86 it wasn't there that was something that was probably not talked about at all oh, i don't know taboo. i wasn't alive yeah, in 86 sure. I'm, but i, I mean it was very taboo but anyways like you're reading this book and that kind of thing um, hasn't crossed your mind but you get to this part in this book and all of a sudden it does and then you know two weeks later you think about it again and you're like oh oh shit this does happen mm -hmm. and so like i was saying you know it could be de desensitizing you to the subject but to kind of argue and debate against myself it could be maybe I guess sensitizing you more to it, if that's the right term. It could be like actually bringing the light for you. Yeah, exposing it more to you so you actually do understand that it is a real thing and it does happen. But now that that's out of the way, I just wanted to kind of defend Stephen King there for a minute. But, uh, so Ghislaine Maxwell. I mentioned that she was kind of a uh, recruiter, so to say, for Epstein. Do you guys know who John Benet Ramsey is? Uh, yes, and I was hoping, picture. I was hoping we would talk about this and um, and the McCain abduction as well. I was really yeah, hoping the McCain we thing this. you can cover. I don't really know anything about the McCain thing, but so John Benet Ramsey. Uh, my mother has been obsessed with this for a oh. while. And it is a very interesting thing. She was a six-year-old beauty queen. That's oh, I key, remember that name. Yeah, yeah okay. That's a key yeah. beauty... Six-year-old beauty queen is a key phrase in this. So JonBenet Maxwell disappeared at a Christmas party, I believe, that her parents were having. Uh, she was found... Was she found in the basement or something like that? Yeah, I think, I think that's correct. Anyways, she was murdered. Six-year-old beauty queen that was murdered. Well, when Ghislaine Maxwell was arrested, it came... Was this in the 90s? Yeah, it was, I think it was 96. I... 96. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember it was Christmas mom, of 96. I, I remember my parents talking about it. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so Ghislaine Maxwell was supposedly at this girl's birthday party. Now, what, or not birthday party, but that Christmas party. Now, you ask, why was the beauty queen thing important? Well, 
if you think about what Ghislaine supposedly did for Epstein, what was she doing at this mm-hmm. six-year-old beauty queen's Christmas party? Yeah. She was recruiting. Like, that's the first thing that comes into my mind, is she was... Because, I, I mean, a six-year-old beauty queen is probably going to, at that Christmas party, she probably had other girls who were beauty pageant participants. So they're obviously pretty girls, and they're young, which is exactly what they're going to go for. It's exactly who they're going to try to get and recruit. And so the, I mean, Janae, uh, John Bonet's body was recovered, so obviously she wasn't taken by um, Ghislaine or Epstein, but her 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 murder is unsolved. They don't know if it was the brother, the mom, the the Santa Claus, who it was. One of the theories, though, is that maybe it was Ghislaine. You know, maybe she tried to take that girl, and she fought back, and so she murdered her. And uh, maybe she paid the family an extensive amount of money to cover it up for her, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of common knowledge now that uh, the ransom note that was written to cover up the body um, was in the mother's handwriting. So I guess the word on this well, there's is also the mother tried to cover up the murder, but who did she try to cover within up the last for is kind of the question. Uh, within the last year, actually, it's come it's come out that there's a guy uh, Gary Olive, Oliva. He was 54. He's convicted of pedophilia, and he was currently serving a 10 year sentence in Colorado for possession of child pornography. He was uh, quoted stating, "I never loved anyone like I loved John Bonet." And yet I let her slip and her head bashed in half and I watched her die. Hmm. Saying that he accidentally killed her. But where was was he there at this Christmas party? Was uh I'm not sure. Because I mean she died at the, she disappeared at the Christmas party. That's why like uh I guess one of the suspects was like the dude that was playing Santa Claus at the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Which may be that guy. I don't really know the names and stuff like that. I haven't researched this as much as I probably should have. But, you know. If you can't already tell, I just kind of spout shit out my ass and hope you believe me. <laughs> well, he says, like, back in 96 that Oliva, Oliva was a registered sex offender. His listed address was not far from Ramsey's house. And he report he was reported to attend a candlelight vigil shortly after John Bonet's murder. Hmm. Um, okay, so, I mean, he wasn't a suspect until... Yeah, uh, they found a on while arresting him for unrelated charges. They found a photo of John Bonet and a poem he had written titled "Ode to John Bonet" in a stun gun. A stun gun among his possessions. Several. We say that the, maybe the stun gun had been used to subdue John Bonet the night of the murder, but. I guess they. I guess this is kind of this fell through whenever the DNA testing didn't. It failed to match his DNA to the crime scene evidence. Well, there's also. I mean, there's a lot of theories that go around about this. There's theories that like that wasn't even John Bonet's body that was found, and that uh, she's actually Katy Perry. 
and that she was just oh, kidnapped not... and grew, grew up to be Katy Perry <laughs> and is like groomed well, to be a famous Well, isn't Katy Perry not even like... Katy Perry now? Do what? Isn't Katy Perry not Katy Perry now? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of weird well, shit. Like, I, I know for a fact that there's like uh, video proof of Katy Perry as a child. Like, sing she's a Christian singer originally. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I've, I've seen that footage myself of her, and you can clearly tell that's Katy Perry. So, I mean, I don't know about that, but anyway, I, I don't know. All, all I know is that there's some really messed up crap going on. So the the Madeline McCain. Um, so this is a girl that got abducted in Portugal in 2007, I believe it was. Okay, what I want you guys to do, you guys all got your computers in front of you. Open a new tab and search sketch female abductor Madeline McCain, and then hit enter. It, well, it, it it resembles Gisley Maxwell, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, to a T. Look at that. See, I was actually confused this, because I thought this, I thought, for whatever reason, I thought uh, there was a sketch with uh, John Bonet Ramsey that linked to her. I guess it was actually, it would have yeah, been Yeah, so you were thinking of the Madeline McCain. Yeah. yeah. So I guess these, like... these two together. So I've been doing a lot of reading on this, and there's a, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of misinformation on this too. Um, and supposedly Epstein had a place very nearby there where she went missing. Um, and I mean, maybe later in time, we'll talk about it some more because I still really don't feel comfortable in saying what I feel is true and false on this. I just wanted to bring up that sketch and the fact that um, Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein were very commonly in the area that she went missing. There's just too much, like, there's way too much. There's a point in time where coincidence doesn't become coincidence anymore. And it yes. turns into truth, whether you want to believe it or not. Like, Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein are tied to way too much shit for it to not for it to just be swept under a rug as a coincidence like i mean the clinton stuff with uh the pictures of one of epstein's victims rubbing clinton's shoulders in the airport if you're that close with a guy you spend that much time with a guy you gotta know what they're doing and even if clinton right. wasn't doing it himself he's an accessory to the fact you know, if you turn a blind eye to somebody murdering somebody else, you are a murderer. It's that simple. Oh, 100%. And the same thing can be said about uh, child trafficking, pedophilia, rape, anything like that. If you witness that and you know what's happening and you turned a blind eye to it, you are just as bad. So, whatever. I feel like I've said so whatever a bunch of times during this podcast, but I mean, I, it's just basically, yeah. <laughs> I just I'm just at a loss for words on some of this stuff because it's just, it a lot seems of this... so blatant and clear and plain to me, but some people still will just be like, nah, there's no just way. Just blind to it. Like there is a way. 
like open open be open-minded i hear a lot of people talk about being open-minded to things like how there's more than two genders or how there's more than two or six sexualities or whatever if you want to be open-minded to that you want to do you whatever but if you're going to be open-minded to that kind of stuff you should at least be open-minded to that there is people in this world that are sick in the head and that do some crazy shit that's you people need to don't want realize to. that some of those people are not who you think they are tom hanks saving private ryan is my favorite movie of all time tom hanks is the lead role in that movie but hey fuck tom hanks and i'll say it right here the dude's a pedophile 100 percent I wholeheartedly believe that he is a sick individual, and that's why he went to Greece in the first place. Well, was... if you go back to like uh, whenever Ricky Ricky Gervais is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah. He hosted yeah. the yeah, oh, his speech. Yeah, and he was calling yeah. them all out, right? And you see like someone like you know Tom Hanks is sitting in the crowd, and you can tell he's obviously very uncomfortable. Everybody's on edge, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. and then like, uh, what was it? You died out again. Adam Carolla, where they had the they had the comedy roast of Alec Baldwin, and he <laughs> and he made a joke about it. He's like, "Your best friend's locked up for what? You know what? How's it feel not to be on that island with your best friend and stuff like that?" And they laughed it off because they make these they make these claims into jokes and they make them laughable. And they're like, "Well, this can't be happened when they're doing it. They're make it's it's happening right under your nose." But if you believe it, well, it, you're just a it's, lunatic. It's like that Colbert uh, video I sent the other night, like over the Pizzagate thing. Um, and he's uncomfortable, I mean, and he's reaching, and he's just trying to make a joke out of it, and it's not funny. Well, I mean, it, it's not that I, – I didn't get that he was uncomfortable during it. I felt like he was covering it up by making a joke about it on his show because, I mean, Stephen Colbert is a very influential person that a lot of people listen to and think is the greatest thing ever. And, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, it, it's – he obviously, I mean, I, I believe it people were saying that he was involved. I'm not saying he was involved with Pizzagate, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that they use people like him that have reach and influence to cover up that kind of stuff. Yeah. His, uh, on the, the flight logs and stuff like that, there was a, there was a Stephen Colbert. It was slightly, it was slightly spelled differently. Like in the flight logs, there was a Stephen Colbert that was the name was slightly spelled different. I think it was a Stephen with a V and not a not a PH. That's just but, someone not knowing how to spell your damn name. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, how how many people have you ever met in your life with the last name Colbert? I know one person that has that last name. And it's Stephen oh, Colbert. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know I mean, that's anybody. it. But but anyways, I mean, I'm not saying uh, that there's not other people. <laughs> we've we've. We've gone down the rabbit hole on this one, which is, I guess, what we're here for. But um, I think it's about time to wrap this thing up. What do you boys think? Yeah, I think we've I think we've fallen really far down this 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 was this was a deep one, and I think left and right we were just finding something else to branch off down a different hole, and it just kept 
we've went pretty deep with this one, I think. And and I feel like there'll be there'll be we'll go much deeper on this before it's all said. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface. Like we've been we've been falling for probably almost two hours now, and we don't we haven't even covered a fraction of what there is to cover. But anyways, just remember, uh, this stuff is real, and some people aren't who you think they are. And to just uh, everybody keep an eye open, you know, uh, for this kind of thing. To spread the word, hashtag save our children, hashtag save the children, uh, whatever way you want to phrase it, whatever way you want to put it, support the foundations that are against this type of thing, uh, Ashton Kutcher fights against this type of thing, I believe, uh, what's that other girl that's married to Dax Shepard, she is uh, in the fight against this, uh, Blake, Blake, Li Blake Lively, Blake Lively yes, yeah. But anyways, um, it's a real thing. People aren't who you think they are. And uh, just want to thank everybody for joining us this week. And listen yep. to us ramble. All right. Nope, good and night. Later.